if that's what your dog's going to do. And like, I don't want fur in my car. Okay. My dog sits at my feet on the floor. So just get them, just vacuum out the car tomorrow. Literally, it's, it's not. Seats. They're not, they're not going to be on your seat in the car. They're going to be at my feet. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm allergic, which is like, okay. Lies. You might open a window. Truth, but also it's so easy to lie about too. So yeah. At the same time, allergies under the Americans with Disabilities Act is not a reason to deny a service dog. Like you can't. I like the fact that you took the high road going to the ADA because I've seen somebody deny a guide dog and it's just like, I'm allergic to guide dogs. And I'm thinking like, but that wig looks like it's made out of the same fur. Um, He's allergic to dogs and I didn't even know that. And he's like, hold on, I gotta go wash my hands because I'm breaking out. And I'm like, what do you mean? And this is like after like a year of knowing him, he's like, oh, I'm highly allergic to dogs. But like, am I going to say no to your dog? No. That's you awesome. like medication and usually that mitigates it. That's awesome. Yeah, so- I get I've had discussions about the whole denied access thing with guide dogs with <laughs> denied access. I feel like I've been working at my job for years now. Mm-hmm. using mm-hmm. using ABA terms. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm struggling not to sound like a therapist right now. So I'm with you. Shara. It's, it's fine. So, so, um, so, yeah, like denying access for guide dogs i get really really heated about it and i've had this discussion with sighted people i have i've had this discussion with cane users where they're like well i don't know it's a dog like i totally get it like sometimes you don't want them in your car sometimes you don't want and i'm like i it does not matter what anyone wants and that's from other blind people i've had this discussion there's a reason why so this is something that we talked about a couple episodes ago well a couple episodes ago it's been months now but like complacency um there's a term oh god i have to use this term so there's a term called collapse and submit and mm-hmm. it basically means that you've had so much pushback on you that you just willingly go along because you real in your mind if you don't there's no way to live life mm-hmm. so like making excuses for people denying your guide dog comes from the fact that you've had to make excuses for other people denying you for things that have been reasonable, right? How many people have experienced reasonable accommodation denials at work, at school? How many people have, yep. have been denied it at going to the grocery store? So it just becomes part of life. So like, oh, they don't want a guide dog in their car. Okay, well, you know, that's just part of life. I understand people having allergies. I totally do. But like, I don't think if you have, if you have to request three lift rods in a day, I doubt all three of them have the same allergy, mm-hmm. right? yeah. but it just There's becomes no one way. of those things where you just go, okay, because if you confront it, if you challenge it, then it's a harder road to toe to get to either where you want to go or even to get picked up again, because not only can you rate your lift drivers, but I don't Thank know if you know this, you. they rate you they too. You. They so like difficult. If you start to get a difficulty rating, they will decline you. And many people know that. So it's just like, I'll just go along with what's there. I'll just go along with what's but there. the thing that bothers me is it's not I'm not having the conversation with other guide dog owners. I'm having the conversation with cane owners, cane users like you, me and Ezric, mm-hmm. who are like, well, I, I mean, I get I get it like they don't want the dog there. Like sometimes you just got to take that. And I'm like, no, that's not how the ADA works. That's like them saying <laughs> your cane with you. Yeah, so I'm like their medical equipment under the law. So it's like you can't have your wheelchair, can't have your cane. Same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. And that's, that's why I get so annoyed. Like if if someone was going to deny you access because of your cane and they're like, oh, well, that's stupid because it's an inanimate object and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who cares? It's the same thing. You're using that device to get around. And so is a guide dog user. It's not a device. It's a living thing. But it's it's the, the same. It's still the same as a, exactly. as a wheelchair. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I get annoyed. I get especially annoyed when other disabled people but do here, that. So here's the other thing, too, because I made a video on this. What's the punishment violating the ADA? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. 
unless no, we... there's there's a punishment, but like it's supposed to be a fine. It's a, it's a fine, and for many people, like because it's a not going to get reported because really, how well is the ADA enforced, mm-hmm. and b because even if it's enforced, so say like you go into a store and they deny you, like you go into a big box store like Walmart, Target, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The fine for them, I, I did the math on it and I cannot remember it, but basically it's less than the cost of what one store makes in one day. Mm-hmm. So like it'd be like, Ezra, if you made a hundred dollars in a day, the fine is like seven dollars. It's not even a slap on the wrist. Like it's exactly yeah. it's like okay, exactly. We're gonna do it again. We have billions of dollars. So right. Yeah. So because it's un it's really like there's no real penalty to it. Why would I be afraid to deny you? Because mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What that are the, you going to say? That and the other thing is, I don't think many people know how to make claims. Yeah. You know, to... I mean? you know what I mean? Like for me, one thing that I, I really regret I should have made a claim was I had a professor tell me, had the nerve to tell me because I kept trying. I was like, hey, um, the note taker that I have is really, you know, pointless she's not doing you know she's barely doing her job because she's handwriting all these notes and then when the the office of disability transcribes them all i get is the 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 person's name at the top which i'm not even supposed to know which Mm -hmm. i found hilarious but i i went to this professor and i was like listen is there any way that you know i can get these notes handed to me i can get you know you could give me what you're putting on the board as a powerpoint so i could follow along is there any professor that's teaching this class with PowerPoints? She was like, no, no. She was like, she had the nerve to tell me that I couldn't make it in the business world because I couldn't accommodate. I was like, oh. no, you can't accommodate. That's the issue. Yeah, you definitely should have reported. Did you tell your schools? I did, but I did. But my school, my the, the college that I was going to at the time, oh, I really, there is some shift, shiftiness going on at that Office of Disabilities. The coordinator there, I'm not going to put her on blast, but I swear to God, something tells me she's embezzling. But, you know. (laughs) You have more than just, that's more than just an ADA claim. That's actually a straight out lawsuit. You, they crossed in, in that statement, you've crossed into so many levels of discrimination. You could have, the basic, you could have have, have a building in your name at that point because they're, oh God. Um, sorry. Funny thing was I had a professor, I think two years later at a different university, I was taking biology, which we can talk on how Bella manages to do biology. (laughs) But, um, this, um, this professor, I sat down, I would often, you know, go to her office hours and we would go over some of the stuff because I could, she put, she would love to put images in a lot of exams. Mm -hmm. I kept telling her, I cannot see these images well enough. She's like, oh, well, have them describe it to you at the, the office. I'm like, yeah, um, these are people yeah. that don't know what you're teaching. So they're just describing it to me as blobs. Mm. And some <laughs> of them that know what they're describing to me don't want to describe it to me properly because they're afraid of giving me the answer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how can we mitigate this? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I really can't do much. And she had the nerve to tell me she was like, you know, I don't honestly, I don't think I could work with students, you know, that are like worse off than you, like, you know, like real serious learning disabilities, like hard of hearing or I was like, bro, I was like, don't be arrogance of some professors are is like I've been I've been told that, like, this school is not meant for people like you. Okay, fine. Wow. Like there's 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 stuff like that that kind of like. And Bella, I am curious too about biology because I know there's a lot of things, a lot of variables that go into like working in the biology field. And I, I'm curious, like, what has accommodations been like for you in school? Um, without increment, like, without you know, so it's like it's interesting because it's different for everybody because like the whole vision being a spectrum. So yeah, kind of me and my professor, my cell bio professor, kind of called it extra sciencing the science. So it's like mm-hmm. you have to figure out what works. So it's a science experiment in itself, basically. So you might get wiki sticks, which are those little wax sticks that you can like bend together and some oh. kids like mm-hmm. play with at like restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like 
you can get wiki sticks and like mark beakers depending on the vision so you can see when the um like whatever you're putting in it is at the right level. You can put food coloring if it's not gonna change the whole thing into the actual liquids. Like there's a bunch of different stuff that you can do. Automatic pipettes so you can set them to how many milliliters you already need so that you don't have to worry about having to, cause I cannot see the like liquid going into the pipette. So mm -hmm. it can just automatically do it and stop when you're at that level. There's like, setting up your workspace really comes in handy so when i was in the cell culture hood it was like my pipette gun is on the left my um empty cell plates are on my like i motioned to the right when i said left that's why i got confused for a second <laughs> where are they um like you know this is on this side my media my cell media is like here and so like you have to like organize everything in a way Kind of like what I do before I go like cooking. Blind schools will teach you to organize. Yeah. Before cooking and put things on trays and like make sure you have all your ingredients. It's kind of like that, but like in a laboratory. Mm -hmm. Um and also the about sciences, you're usually working with a partner anyways. Um, or there's always usually somebody around. So you can just like use your advocacy skills and be like, hey, this is what I think should be happening right now. Can you let me know? Is this bubbling? Is this not bubbling? Is this turning this color? Is it not? Yeah. Because that's what it says in the experiment that it's supposed to be doing. Can you just let me know that if that's what's actually happening? So it's just a lot of communication and like tactile and just like adapting basically. But it's, I mean, one of my mentors is a blind scientist at Woods Hole in Cape Cod, which is like that science place from Jaws. Mm -hmm. yeah it's his from the one who like dies from the shark yeah <laughs> he's from what's Hole. but like there's a blind senior scientist she is rp actually um oh, she's fun. in charge of her entire department at woods hole and people are like you can't be blind and be a scientist and i'm like there's actually a lot of blind people in the like the stem fields and everything yeah you can do it you just learn to adapt yeah it's all about adapting for sure. With everything that we try to do, I mean, literally everything, it's it's all about adapting. It's just what I find interesting is figuring out exactly what is going to help you adapt. Exactly. Which is the fun part, I feel like. But I noticed in school, the teachers who didn't understand or like didn't really care to understand, they weren't dismissive and gross about it. Like what you guys are telling me about as Rick and Jay. They were kind of just like, okay, you just tell me what I need to do and I'll just do it. See, I like, love those. I love those. Totally fine. They're like, I don't really care. I don't, I don't want to learn about it. I don't care, which I wish you did care and wanted to learn about it. But at least they're not like crapping all over me. They're just like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Send my I test testing center. Give me this much time, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, cool, whatever. And they just do it. And that's fine with me. Like, I wish you wanted to be educated and I wish you wanted to work harder to help me figure out more things that can, but if you don't, fine, just let me do what I need to do. Hmm. You know, <laughs> It's funny that you say that. I had a professor. I shout out to him because I, I love him to death because after he, after he uh, made that mistake, he actually started tutoring a friend of mine who was VI. So this professor, I, you know, I was taking statistics, which some of us know is not the most easiest class when, when you have vision problems because graphs, yeah. scatter plots, they're, they're not easy. So this professor, he was like, I really don't know how I'm going to be able to teach you. I was like, yeah, um, I'm going to get a tutor. He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make the exams take home. You can, you know, you can work on them with your tutor. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I was like, okay. But funny thing was after I, you know, I aced that class, but after I, you know, took that class, another friend of mine was struggling with that class, but with a different professor and she applied for a tutor and she got the professor that I had as a tutor. That's funny. So I, I found it funny that he was struggling to figure out how to teach somebody who's blind and visually impaired, blind or visually impaired, how to teach them um, statistics. And then he went and moved on to helping somebody who was blind teaching maybe them statistics maybe he looked into it and was like huh this could happen to me again maybe i well, should it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> that that school is actually they they have a um school is tied with a certain organization that provides students that go there with scholarships for ah. going to the, that school and i think it's like 10 others on the list mm -hmm. but yeah so 
I'm sure he he knows that eventually he was going to be, you know, tasked with that. But I think also, I think he's retired now. He's pretty up there in his in his years. Yeah. I'm adapting is super important in everything we do. Like I I'm working on my RBT certification right now, which is a registered behavioral technician. Is what RBT means, right? <laughs> I always get it wrong. But as an RBT, I would be collecting data all day based on the kids' behaviors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at work, they do that. Uh, they have the data sheets for the kids and they're on a clipboard and you just take data and then you hand that clipboard off to the next person. So because the, the sh- you switch shifts with the kid, you're not working with the same kid all day. Mm-hmm. So what I have been trying to figure out even though i'm not even certified yet i'm not even doing it yet but i've been trying to figure out like how am i going to take data because i know that if i get my certification that's pretty much the main part (laughs) is collecting data on the kids behaviors so it's like how so i've already been trying to figure out so i'm like i'll probably just like have to scan the data sheet if i'm switching shift with someone and do it on my ipad with like my apple pencil and then probably just print it out, stick it on the clipboard for the next person. So it's going to be a different process for me and not as quick and simple. But it's like already thinking about accommodations for myself and adapting things for myself. Because as much as we want people to think about that, it's kind of our jobs. Because <laughs> people don't know. They don't know what to exactly. do. Exactly. They don't know what's going to help you because they don't know what you can see. Mm-hmm. So it, you it- have you yeah. have to accommodate for yourself as well. It's not just relying on the other person. You have to, I want to say, advocate and express what you need as well as for those moments where they can't give you what you need, you have to get what you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for, um, for example, like I just, um, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, higher, higher caliber TikTokers with, with Orcam, but my family right now is, is putting the money together to, to help me finance it. Like they're putting the down payment and I'm going to be paying the, uh, the monthly, um, the monthly payments. What is the monthly payments on our account? Oh, I think right now it just went up to 120. It was hundred dollars. It was a hundred dollars back in, in November, you know, for, uh, for black Friday. I'm hoping that when I speak to the rep on Monday, he could drop it back down to that hundred dollars. Cause I'm really not trying to pay that. I think it's twenty dollars, but that that adds up over time, you know. What's the down payment? <laughs> the down payment is fifteen hundred. That's a down payment. Yeah, yeah it's fifteen. It's fifteen hundred and a hundred dollars for a hundred dollars a month for two years. It's like three grand, isn't it? It's yeah. three hundred. It's three thousand seven hundred right now. Yeah, and that's, and that's on sale. AI on my phone because yeah it doesn't do exactly everything but it does mostly everything that the orcam can do just not like super specific like the orcam yeah and that's free yeah is free and you can just call which first five minutes is free or just be my eyes so i'd rather just do that yeah which the funny thing is so when i was speaking to the rep he was like telling me you know that the organizations out here some of them have been providing their clients with orcam so i reached out to my um my New York uh, state commission for the blind counselor. And I was like, listen, you know, I'm trying, you know, my family's, you know, planning on, on putting the down payment down. Is there any assistance that you guys can provide? And she was like, Oh, we've, we've given a few of, of those devices to people, but there, you know, there are people that actually need it specifically for work. And she gave me two examples. Yeah. One was somebody uh, who, who's mm-hmm. a chef and needs it to read like um, recipes and read labels. And then the other person was somebody who I think she said like was a superintendent of a building and they had to work uh, adjusting a, bo- a big boiler without getting too close to it. Uh, yeah. So my what I was going to say is when it comes to things like your disability services or your state's whatever your state's thing is called, like mine is the um, what is it? Division of Blind Services is Florida. So they will buy you at least here and i'm pretty sure most of them their whole purpose is to get blind people in the workforce that's all of these every state 
that has one of these services, that's their whole job. So if you want them to buy something, it needs to be for school or work. work. Mm -hmm. They will buy you anything you want if it is for school or work. And that's the problem people have. They're like, oh, they won't buy me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Are you sitting at home all day? Because they're not going to spend thousands of dollars on you if you're not going to get them to their goal. And their goal is to get you working. Mm -hmm. That's why I was like, for me, I was like, I can't argue this. I was like, I'm just going to have my family do this. And eventually when I go back to school, it will, it will help me out. I know it will. Yeah, because that's that's their purpose. If you're not in school and you're not working, they're not. You don't want to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and they're not going to spend money on you if you're not on track to work. They're not going to give you because there's no return on investment there. And then Mm -hmm. if you are working, they will they will further bend their back to help make sure you stay there because the whole point is Mm -hmm. to is to get you off of social security. Yeah, they've spent thousands of dollars on me, and it's because I was in school. Likewise job and people are like oh they suck they won't buy me anything it's like you're not doing anything what the, the point because they have sorry Shai. well go ahead the whole point is is that when they turn around and they buy it for you because what they get is they get grant money for this stuff with the grant you have to show them why you gave that to them they can't show you at home on your couch holding your orcam at the screen like they can't show you like that doesn't seem like a big return of investment for them mm-hmm. like they can't show you with your with your smart reader or your pearl camera like just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs like they have yeah, to show like, you as oh, a student or like oh i wanted it so i could play video games yes <laughs> like that's they're not going to get that's not a valid that. reason for them <laughs> like don't don't get me wrong I definitely use the technology that they spent money on to play video games. Facts. But that's not why they but bought it. But that's not the original reason. Like <laughs> you're your like you working, showing them that you have a job or your degree or your diploma is proof enough to show not only is this orchid because I've seen um I've seen representatives get fired for approving something for someone because they felt bad for a person. And they mm-hmm. lost their job because it wasn't for mm-hmm. school. It wasn't for work. They lost their job. Yeah. So, and people get mad at these at these uh, you know, freaking government things that are trying to help you better yourself yeah. because they're like they won't buy me anything. They suck. They're they take forever. They blah blah blah. It's like they're helping. What are you doing? What's your what's your goal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's your goal? And if you have a goal and you are in school and they're still not buying you stuff, then you can be mad. Exactly. You've got a a case there. Yeah. That's different. That's a different story. But um, yeah, man, it's so interesting. I just every time I hear someone complaining about their disability services, I'm like, okay, but what do you what do you need the device for? Like, what's exactly? Because I feel like if I asked for an OrCam right now, they bought me. So I, my, I'm going through something because they bought me eSight, but I can't use, I was, they bought me eSight for my old job, but I lost my job, my old job. And I can't use eSight with these kids that I'm working with now because Jay, I don't know if you could imagine me walking around with a, basically a, a slim VR headset on mm-hmm. my, with a bunch <laughs> of it's just not gonna, it's not, it's gonna, not work. gonna work. It's too distracting for them. Even yeah. taking out my handheld is distracting. I have a, a pebble. Yeah. Is, even that is distracting for them. I use it because it's easy for me to redirect them. But if I was wearing this big thing on my head, I wouldn't get anything done with those kids. It's just not feasible. But I feel bad because it's very expensive and they bought it for me. But now I can't use it at work. I can use it in my personal life, but I can't use it at work. They've already justified it, though. They've already... Yeah. Because they've seen mm-hmm. you on your old job with it. For them, it's justified. It's done and it's dusted. So, like, that's why they won't ever kick back on it, I don't think. Yeah, no, they won't ask for it back or anything. But yeah. it makes me nervous to ask for the... I think the Orchem would benefit me more because it's more low profile. Mm-hmm. Orchem would benefit every blind person, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, like, in the work or school setting. I think it's something that would yeah. definitely benefit. For me, like, even, even daily life setting, because, okay, how many of us you know, go and, you know, find ourselves shopping online for just groceries because of the simple fact that going into a store 
and occasionally, you know, having the, the struggle of like, hey, can you have somebody help me do my shopping? It's, you know, one, you feel like you're a burden. And two, it's, you know, frustrating when they're like, oh, well, we're short staffed or, oh, let me get somebody. And they take a good 15, 20 minutes just to grab somebody from the back. Or you live in the hood. The answer is always hell no. Exactly. <laughs> so what, what I've been doing lately when I go to the uh, gas station or the grocery store or the or whatever, I oh, FaceTime a friend that I'm struggling here with my cane in my hand, the phone in the other, all, all, my, all the things that I'm shopping with in, in like my chest area. And it's like, seeing it's, AI. oh my God. Huh? I usually use seeing AI when no, I but shop. Even, even I that, know. even that, oh my God. I, I was trying to use seeing AI just to read a lean cuisine earlier. And I was like, <laughs> I was done. I was done. I was so done. I was over. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing though. Like I, I advocate for seeing AI if, if that's all you have, but yeah. imagine being in a store where your hands are yeah. that's my point like, that's exactly you got your cane the point. in one hand and i know for me oh like, yeah I've I don't... Done that too. yeah it sucks yeah especially like i was i remember being in ross and having like the hangers of clothes on my arms because i was using my phone to check the sizes mm-hmm. and the price so i'd be like cane is falling over in the mm-hmm. aisle and like mm-hmm. <laughs> and my phone in one hand i almost tripped a lady because it, it's it's a time it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> but that's mainly the reason why i got it i was like this could help me out one in my travels and two in my my small daily living like i i know um i avoid bigger stations you know and transfers because of like some stations are like a maze you know it's not like philly where we only ha- where you guys only have what two lines <laughs> no we got more than two lines we've got way more than two lines. the trolleys don't count okay <laughs> no, we've got more than two li- we've got more than two lines I have but, shitty, you know, but the point that I'm trying to make is like, it would benefit me to be able to like, look up, have the OrCam read the sign that's, that's telling me, okay, the E train is to the left. Okay. Now I, now I can actually f- follow where everybody else is, you know, headed. I just want it for work. I just want it to, when I sit down to, to do a worksheet with a kid, I can just look at it. That's really what I want, because it's very annoying for me to I have to ask the kid to give me the worksheet. I have to take out my phone. I have to read the worksheet and then I have to give it back to the kid. And then every time they write down an answer, I have to take the worksheet back and check it and then give it back. And then like it's frustrating. <laughs> and, and then it, the kids, because of, you know, I was just going to say that. Yeah. All their varying functioning levels. Some of them don't get it. They don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like they understand that I'm asking for the paper. I'm taking it. And but they don't know, like, is she taking it because my answer is wrong? Is she taking it because I did something wrong? Like, I want my paper because I'm supposed to be doing work like it, the kid. And then and then I have like kids getting agitated or like. So I know that it would benefit this job specifically. I don't even because in my personal life, I'm fine just using my phone. I really don't care. It's cheaper. I already have it. But for this job, I know for a fact that it would help me more. I just haven't asked because I feel bad because they just bought me Eastside and Eastside's like 10 grand. So <laughs> I feel Christ. really bad. Yeah, I feel really bad. Ah, anyway. I bro. hope they give it to you, though. <laughs> I probably will. I just feel shitty because, like I said, Eastside's really expensive. And now I'm not using it at work. You know? It's like the the sad thing is, I'm pretty sure you couldn't even like that's the worst thing with some of this equipment. You're stuck with it and you can't like how how hard is it to resell a Braille note, resell a a pebble or eSight? Because like now with OrCam out, eSight is basically useless. I mean, well, they've always been out at the same. They came out around the same time. I feel like no, I don't know. I'm not sure. don't (laughs) Don't ask me. I have a question for Miss Bella. <laughs> um, do you, when you got O'Hara, do you have, first of all, do you have any family members who did not like dogs? Because that's a thing or like well, didn't want dogs around them. Like didn't like dogs, but my brother has been terrified of larger dogs since he was like a little kid because he got nipped on the ankles by a herding dog in Ireland. Uh-huh. So he's always had fear of dogs because he was like six at the time or something like that. Um, So he was actually a little scared of O'Hara when she first came home, but he put that aside because he knew that I needed her. 
And yeah. so, and he knew all the training and stuff that she would have, that she would never, ever hurt him ever. Yeah. So he actually has been able to get over his fear a bit of dogs and is not obviously not scared of her like at all. Like they snuggle together all the time and like they're best. So it's like the sweetest thing ever. Um, but no, I never really had family members because we have a, we have a pet dog, but she's mm-hmm. a small dog. She's a Jack Russell mix. Um, but no, I never really had family members that like were against it or scared of like, not scared, but um, not okay with me getting a guide dog. Yeah. I have extended family that like are very like old school Hispanic Caribbean where they're like dogs belong outside. Like <laughs> they don't like, like I can't put my dog outside. outside. Yeah. But it's like, okay. But if I, if you invite me over for dinner, I'm going to bring, and I have a guide dog. The guide dog is coming with me. Like that's what's happening. So it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting to think of how the people in your life will respond to it. Cause like Joe is my boyfriend. He's like pushing for me. He's like, you should totally get one. Like he really wants me to apply. But then I have people like my mom who like has allergies. It doesn't like dogs in the house. And it's like, if I go visit her, I have my guide dog. Like, <laughs> so I think about that sometimes, but I don't know. It's interesting. I'm actually glad you brought up like visiting family. Cause, um, I actually do have a a question for Bella. Um, So one thing I do very often, and I put it down on my sheet, is that I travel to Providence to to visit my father, visit my aunt, my uncle, my brothers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how is is O'Hara on, I want to say like a Greyhound bus, if you've ever put her through that. Like long drives? Long drives. You did a long drive to upstate New York, like the Ithaca area, which is actually where she was, was um, raised weird enough. Mm-hmm. Cause my dad grew up there and we've been going there like every year. So it was just kind of a cute little coincidence that anywhere on the East coast that she could have been raised. It was right in that town that my dad grew up in. Um, <laughs> so it was really cool. So now we just make seeing her puppy raisers an annual thing with oh, I love that. It's the best. It's the best. Amazing. Um, she did fine. They're fine. They're trained to do that. Um, I think it would depend on the the length of the trip too. So if I were to go to, where's a good place? I don't know. Take a long flight. I would probably more likely do a connecting flight rather than a straight flight, just because you want to be able to like if it's too long, you want to be able she to need, time she to needs breaks. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. That. But you. This was like a five and a half hour car ride. We only stopped like once, and she was one hundred percent okay. Okay. And they, they stay settled. They might get a little antsy because, like, you know, laying for a while. So they might stand mm-hmm. up and then you just have to tell them to lay back down. And then they're all yeah. good. Okay. I, I mean, even typical- Oh, go ahead. Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. <laughs> I think political philosophy is a lot like religion and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone. And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making making history in the making in the making in the making in the making i've seen i've seen some tiktoks where you talk about people actually reaching down and touching your dog and uh, like recognizing your dog and this is a real opportunity to like maybe expand on that a little bit like why are they doing it and why shouldn't they do it kind of thing okay one of the big things I hear, this happens to all different types of service dogs, but for me specifically, one of the things I hear all the time is you can touch the dog. She won't be able to see you doing it. And people do like walk by pets where they reach down and my brother would be like, you know, they just touched your dog. Like if I'm with him or somebody, cause they just gently pet her while she walks by. The reason you can't pet service dogs while they're working without permission is because service dogs are trained to mitigate 
um, the disability of somebody who's disabled from that disability. So what they're trained to do is perform tasks or work that is going to literally lessen that person's disability. For example, most people don't have to think about walking into a room and how am I going to find a chair? Like in the middle of public, my dog Mm -hmm. needs a chair for me, but that's a task that most people wouldn't have to like, think about like, how am I going to get to a seat? Where is the seat? You know, where's the door? Stuff like that. And my dog's doing that for me actively while we're out in public. So the reason why it's so important to not interact with them at all, talking to them, making kissy sounds, petting them, direct eye contact with them for a prolonged amount of time is because you're literally putting that person's life in danger because their dog is their medical equipment in this case. Um, However, sometimes I personally, every handler is different, choose to let people pet her sometimes if they ask and if it's safe for us, like if we're just sitting, um, like because O'Hara's tasks don't require, um, most of them, like we could just be sitting there. She's still observing things around, so she's still working, but it's not like she's actively guiding me. Mm -hmm. So, but I still require people to ask or whatever, because it's like, it puts my life at risk. And I don't want to like, if she gets one interaction like that, who's to say she's not going to seek it out from people, you know, she's going to think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Start seeking yeah. it out. Maybe there's a pothole. She misses the pothole. I twist my ankle because she was so excited by somebody trying to get her to come over to them. Like you yeah. can really put people and their lives and the dog's life too, and training at severe risk by interacting with the dog without asking. Some handlers will say, yeah, you can pet my dog or yeah, you can whatever. If you ask, some say no, but like, who are who are you to put somebody else's life at risk like that? Definitely. Not really fair at all. The so, other thing is I'm pretty fair. sure, I'm pretty sure um, O'Hara also works not just on like, you know, treat-based um, like reassurance, like you did a well job. It's also, you know, the occasional like pets, you just, you know, you just helped me cross the street and there was a car barreling towards me. I remember you you saying in one of your videos that in that instance where she where she saved you, you you got down and you gave her love just just so she knew that she did something very, very, you know, very, very well. And also it's something that she knows that she needs to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So if other people are doing that, like you said, they're giving your dog that gratification, that reward, and it's not their job to give that reward. It's no, yours. People command my dog all the time. When I let them say hi, the most frustrating thing is when they're like, okay, sit. sit. Yeah, they're like, that. Yeah. If you can say, can you please have your dog sit or like whatever, just let me do it. Like if you want my dog to do something, verbalize it to me and I'll have her sit. Mm-hmm. If you're more comfortable with her sitting while she's saying hi to you, I will have her do that. She just stands and wiggles her butt because she gets excited. <laughs> but they'll be like, sit, okay, sit. I'm like, please don't command my dog because it is very dangerous, especially when she's in harness. If she's yeah. trying to take commands from other people rather than mm-hmm. take my commands, because it's again it's our lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Totally. totally. It's your I eyes, mean- so it's like putting their fingers all over your glasses and just smearing them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh gosh. So I have one really good question, and it's because I live in a very dog-centric neighborhood. Like, legitimately, I I find myself stopping Rocco from pulling me into other dogs because of how excited he gets when he sees another dog or apparently just a person that he thinks I want to be friendly with, which nine times out of 10, they don't want to be friendly with him. Sounds like a little sweet boy. He sounds like a little happy boy. Uh, he's, he's sweet in his own right, but he's more playfully aggressive is what I call it. <laughs> but um, my fear is because I keep seeing, you know, the, it all over TikTok where, oh, this person's pit bull just attacked my dog or this person's dog keeps distracting my dog every time I go outside. Like, what is your, your way of mitigating that? And, you know, have you interact, have had interactions like that? Yeah, I remember I was leaving like one of the most familiar interactions that I can remember right now is when I was walking back from class several couple years ago with O'Hara from college it's like a middle of a thunderstorm it was nighttime um part of my vision is I have complete night blindness pretty much so I'm basically totally blind in dim lighting or outside at night same 
Yeah. Same, all in the same boat there. Movie theater, you walk into a movie theater. Before, oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It is nothingness in there. Yep. Um, not even the little lights on the ground, actually, because they usually mm-hmm. use, like, yellow, and I cannot. Mm-hmm. Those are not bright enough. Um, but, like, she was guiding me, middle of a thunderstorm, raining. So it's, like, all that stimulus happening. And it's, like, very overwhelming. And trying to navigate as, like, a blind person in the middle of that, trying to listen to your surroundings, trying everything. I hear this running behind me. I'm like, what is happening? All of a sudden, O'Hara whips around because something's literally touching her. It is this off-leash dog. Oh, God. It's literally, like, just starting to interact with play with O'Hara. And so I panic. And, like, I try to be respectful, but, like, firm at the same time when it's a situation like that. Because I can hear Mm -hmm. the owner, like, and I can see their little, um, they had a headlight on. I could see their little headlight in the midst of the thunderstorm. And I was mm-hmm. like, please control your dog. My dog is working right now. She's my eyes. I can't see. I can't see. I kept saying, I can't see. She's my eyes. Yeah. And like, just repeating that. Please get your dog away from my dog. Um, and she was like, it's okay. Don't worry. My dog is really friendly. That doesn't matter. What? Thank you. Thank you. Great for you. But I don't, I'm literally blind <laughs> and I'm trying to navigate. And you just took my eyes away from me please control your dog and so eventually she did but it like took her a while and she was like i was like my dog's a guide dog she's like that's nice oh, oh man God. people don't learn no but it happens and i just try to be nice about it but firm because i don't think like yelling at somebody and like cursing them out and whatever is like because if i yell at people they're yeah. less likely, in my opinion, to retain the information that I'm teaching. Them. 100%. Yeah. So if you're screaming at somebody like and cussing them out and stuff, all they're going to remember is that you screamed and cussed them out. They're yeah. And they're just going to get said. defensive back. They're just going to scream and cuss back and no, nothing's going to happen. There's no productiveness. You happening. can be like, I like to be firm and like very like, do please, like, please get your dog away from mine like that because my dog is my eyes. What's dangerous? X, Y, Z. I won't like cuss somebody out. Um, yeah. I know some people who will, but I don't believe in that because I don't think they're going to actually like learn that it's not an okay thing mm-hmm. to do. If you're just screaming at them, that's all they're going to remember is just the screaming. Not what you said. Definitely. So. I have a 100% pet peeve with people who walk their dogs off leash. Regardless it, I have one of, I have such a good dog. Like Max is great. He's, so he's, he's so cute. And he's, like amazing very well trained like joe did a great job training him because joe already had max when i started dating him so um he he's just a really good dog but that doesn't mean i'm gonna like just walk around all willy-nilly and let him run around like a crazy person Mm -hmm. like it's not and and it happens a lot with small dogs i've noticed Mm -hmm. i have a whole thing joe and i get really passionate about this because people don't train small dogs the way they train big dogs because a big dog, if it gets excited and jumps on you, can hurt you, can knock you over, can just, you know, get you all dirty, whatever. People don't like it when big dogs jump on them, right? But a little dog can jump all over you and their paws come up to your calf and you're like, oh, you're so cute. But it's the same behavior. Yeah. They're both excited to see you. They're both mm-hmm. Nobody has, they don't, neither of them has malintent, but one is bigger than the other. So if a big dog does it, control your dog. Your dog is so crazy. Like you need to, but a little dog, oh, you're so cute and happy. Oh, I love it. And it's like, no, they're both, you know, they're both maladaptive behaviors (laughs) and they both need to go. They can't just be jumping on strangers. They can't just be, you know, riling up and jumping on other dogs. And it doesn't matter what size the dog is. I get really annoyed. My opinion is if you love your dog, leash your dog because O'Hara has a really good recall. So she will come back to me when I call her like 99% of the time. Like, I don't want to say 100% because no dog is ever perfect, but like she's a pretty solid recall. Um, And so my yard is not fenced in. And so therefore I'm not letting her off leash. And Mm -hmm. um, even though she will most likely come to me when I call her, I, she's a dog. So I don't want to risk the, the the doggy behavior and people think that dogs need like so much freedom and stuff actually dogs domesticated dogs like because of being domesticated and being with people they actually need structure they're looking for you to tell them what to do they love that they don't just want to be like they're not wolves 
Yeah. We're not just going to go out and like whatever. Like, yeah, the O'Hara can explore on a very, very long leash in my yard, like a 30 foot long leash, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. let her off leash. Still giving her freedom, but it's controlled freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important. Also, it's not my like choice to ruin other people's days by having my dog off leash and them having her because what they don't like dogs or whatever like what if they're scared of dog like person on the earth yeah i hate it i hate it it so much joe max has a pretty max has like a 75 percent recall i feel like (laughs) 75 percent of the time he'll come back the other 25 percent he'll see something and run away so sometimes in the mornings if we're running late joe will let max pee like in the front of the house off leash and then bring him right back in but like i don't like when he does that because it makes me anxious <laughs> but we would never take him on a walk that way ever and they're like oh my dog's really good he's just gonna stay next to me like i don't care i don't care mm-hmm. I really don't care <laughs> it's like you never know because dogs are dogs exactly. yeah you know, one constant fear that i have with rocco and he's pretty good about like actually not doing this but he loves to pull and sometimes the, the leash will slip out of my hand and he'll, you know, he'll just drag the leash for a couple of feet and stop and realize, oh, I just didn't oh, move. Yeah. Or he'll do this thing where if we're close enough to the house, he'll run to the front door of the, to, of the building and be like, okay, let's go. I'm yeah. like, buddy, you, you shouldn't have pulled, but I'm glad you knew where home was so that I didn't have to worry about losing <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah. Did you watch my video on dog walking with a cane in your hand? Actually, I haven't. I need you to tag me in that so I, I can will, find it. I will tag you. By the way, speaking of tagging, um, am I the only one that's kind of slowly getting annoyed with people tagging them in stuff that is really not as pointed? Oh, it's a yeah. lot. They'll tag yeah. me things like tag somebody who's like the like XYZ who you want to get stuck in a mansion with. I'm like, I don't really care. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, stop. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry for being, I- I'm guilty of that. Cause I did that today, but not like for stupid purposes. It was trying to like educate myself and see what your opinion was on it. That's, that's, See, that's, different. that's different though. People will tag me like, the, chain, the chain videos that are like dumb that have like millions of views. And they're just like, I don't even want a free iPhone 13. Oh my God. I hate that video. I don't even, I rarely get those anymore, but it's more like people in our community thinking, okay, I want to get your opinion on this, which I, I get it. I appreciate it. I'm flattered, but it's half the time it's, it's pointless or something that I've already brought up my opinion on, or it's something that I really just, no disrespect, have no interest in. <laughs> As a, there's one that we both got tagged and I got to ask you about it. Yeah, I'm off, I, off I, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was like, yeah. Um, but guys, I, I got to jump off. I didn't realize it was two o'clock. I got to get back to the girls. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's about to be two o'clock. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Oh, wow. Can I just get, before you leave, can I just get uh, like your Christmas wishes? You know what I mean? Like happy holidays sort of thing. Oh, um, happy. Ho- well, I was about to do it in a radio voice. I don't know what the um, <laughs> you are a radio voice, sir. <laughs> so like. For everyone out there, I hope you enjoy your holidays. I hope you have a safe one, a smart one. For those of us on the VIP spectrum, don't don't let the anxiety of opening gifts, unwrapping presents, knowing what it is when you unwrap it, don't let it get to you. Don't let family get to you. Family will say a lot, but just realize that if they had to walk a mile in your shoes, they would be a better person for it. Um, so happy holidays to you all, and I will see you guys soon. Yeah. Love you, Jay. I love that message. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh my God, gift unwrapping gift anxiety. I don't get it anymore. I just open it. And I'm like, I don't know what it is yet. I'm it's very like, rare that I get gifts like, anymore. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm like, cool. I don't like I did, in front of people. I did something with my friend. I said, I'm going to get you a $50 gift. You're going to get me a $50 gift. And then I went and spent $50 and sent him a message and said, thanks for the new lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, so how about you shy any any christmas wishes to send us off with um merry christmas happy new year happy holidays all the things whatever you celebrate kwanzaa i learned about kwan i learned more about kwanzaa this this 
like two weeks ago and i was like kwanzaa's pretty cool everybody should celebrate it it's like all about unity and like celebrating your family and like your community anyway um happy holidays also i think it's in this time of covid and quarantine and stuff we were separated from a lot of people for a while so i feel like people have started to appreciate their families and friends more in 2021 so i feel like stay on that spend time with people you actually like don't don't feel like you need to go be with your family because they're your family (laughs) spend time with people you enjoy um for the holidays and just have a good one i guess how about you bella oh man it's a lot of pressure okay um (laughs) That's why I let them go first. I know it's usually <laughs> ladies first, but yes. You want me to go first? I'm going to go before her so she has time. To yes, like please, Ezra. Yes. Think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just want to wish everybody a happy holiday. You know, be safe out there because like anything can happen. I've had instances where shit can fuck up your holiday. So be safe, you know, be positive and don't let anything get to you. Like if you don't get the right gift, it's not the end of the world. If you're, you know, whoever you're getting a gift, the gift doesn't show up, show up on time. It's not the end of the world. They'll still get it. You know, let's just be calm, chill, you know, and enjoy it. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, I guess happy holidays. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, it feels very daunting that COVID has been here for so long and that it's about to be 2022 um so it's almost been two years but just remember love your family members love your loved ones COVID is still here so please be safe um it's not over um we are we're getting somewhere we're getting somewhere but it's not uh, over. new york is getting worse so but we're <laughs> somewhere that's still somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah. where we are i don't know but it's still here <laughs> um it's not gone just because it's christmas so mm. not to, it's not a political thing, I promise you. <laughs> For me and O'Hara biology majors, just telling you, please, please, please be safe. Um, and I don't know, everybody else kind of said like beautiful things. I was just like COVID, but um, <laughs> I got you. listen to their messages because they're great. <laughs> I love that. I'll say in all honesty, you all are the gift. You know what I mean? So I already know what I got and I appreciate it every day. So thank Aww. you. That's so sweet. And thank you for everybody for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, friends. Yeah. Whoever's thanks for having Ezra, me. Ezra, you put what? a lot of work in these last like couple months, and you've got some really popular shows. So I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You are a gift, you know, this year. Yeah, yeah. Ezra pulling in IBD weight, bro. Oh, and you saving children. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't know about saving them. <laughs> That's a lot. You're a compassionate, hey, teach one, preach one, one. teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm kind of just there right now. I still feel like I'm in another. I'm on another planet. Going from teaching typical students to atypical students is a whole nother. It's like a. It's like I've never taught before, honestly. But you care where somebody else might not. So yeah, the, the fact that it's you is just the perfect match. And I I think about that every day. How happy those kids are. Oh. What's what's O'Hara's favorite snack? You do so many snack videos. I just wanted to know. Oh yeah. So like, and then and then we'll wrap food, up. Sorry. Human type food is like, what's her favorite human food? I don't know. She really mm. loves the cucumber. Um, yeah. Really? yeah, she loves <laughs> berries. She really Aww. loves berries. But like oh. dog treats, her freeze dried chicken and freeze dried meats are like her favorite. But she's a lab, so she'll literally eat dust and dirt. Any, so. yeah, literally it's anything. anything <laughs> I think she likes the most. <laughs> Aww. Oh my that. gosh, I need to commission a painting from you, Bella, for my office. I need one of O'Hara's paintings. Gift her some peanut butter. She gets peanut butter for that. She loves that. yeah i need i need a um to one i want to one to match my the color scheme of my office which is like red black and white and gray kind of like all over the place so i want one of those (laughs) talk about that (laughs) i know i'm definitely i'm definitely picking up her book the moment i i go away for for guide dog training i'm getting my my sister's her book 
Oh, I need to buy it for the school. My my work my job is switching locations, so we're gonna have a a school library next year because we're going to a bigger building. So I want to buy a couple coffees, coffees, coffees. Yeah, for the school library, I think it'd be yeah. cute. And some Tony Morrison, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's great, especially now that um, I think. I don't know if I could be wrong, Bella could correct me, but I think Guiding Eyes has just opened up to uh, providing service animals for autistics, um, autistic uh, children as well. Really? Could be wrong. Did they open it back up? They used to do it and then they closed it. I, I could be wrong. A long time ago, they closed it, but they might have opened it back up. I'm not sure. That would be super cool. Our guide dog school are this guide dog. Is it just guide dogs? We do South, we have Southeastern um guide dogs in florida i think they do dogs for veterans and guide dogs i don't know what else they do but um i was looking into them because i'm already here in florida and now i actually live even closer to them now that i live in orlando <laughs> my best oh, wow. advice though don't always just settle for the school that's in your state because yeah. a different school might be better for example schools like guiding eyes guide dogs for the blind whatever they will fly you out so yeah. they'll pay for you to go that's cool. So don't just be like, I live here. So it'll be easier because at the same time, and sometimes they have programs where the dogs will come to the house and they'll train with you there. Mm -hmm. but like you want to make yeah. sure you find the one that fits, not the one that's just closest, whatever is going to be like your lifestyle and like yeah. ethics and morals. Research is key. Mm -hmm. I know the blind kitchen lady. She, I forget where she, Fidelco. Uh, Fidelco. Yeah. And they came out and trained with her. Guiding Eyes has a program where they'll come out. I was going to do it, but it's the simple fact that I kind of like particular about my space. So I was like, I really do not <laughs> want somebody in and out of my house for a whole two weeks or a whole whatever, how many days it is. Maybe, you know, once I like am up in the years and the guide dog that I have retires, maybe it might be beneficial because of time management. But right now, no. <laughs> Also have for any blind people out there who are like, I love running a professional athlete, not guiding eyes is the only school that has a running guide dog program. So you can apply to that and they can train a dog to actually guide you while you're running. So you can run independently. That's so cool. I remember seeing that on the application and I had to like, really think to myself, you know, am I really going to exercise this dog? And then I was like, I don't even run. I like fast walk. Okay. <laughs> been thinking about that i've never heard of you going for a run mr ezrick i just don't run okay <laughs> last time i ended up running i ran into a pole and scratched and damaged one of my favorite pairs of shades mm. so <laughs> let's not even go there that's really cool though that they do that yeah i like that and well thank you for listening to oh sorry thank you for <laughs> listening to inspirations beyond disabilities by the way i just wanted to ended at uh, two hours, but you can keep going. I just wanted to get a segue in there. <laughs> uh, I love this. Bella, I think we need to exchange numbers. <laughs> should. I will message you. Yes. So I need to keep talking to you. I enjoy your energy. Also, I know you're in a musical theater, which is like my shit. So. Yes. Oh my God. I love musical theater. It's my favorite. <laughs> like literally. I was I was actually going to tell you when you were telling me, I like felt stupid because I realized after the fact, when you were telling me that you were writing a paper on Hamilton, I was like, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda has an audiobook out on Audible all about it, right? Yeah, but see, yeah. I don't have the time to listen to an audiobook when I was thinking yeah. to write a two-page reflection. Yeah, for real. I was like, I'm going to do it. Maybe, maybe I will listen to it, but not for like the assignment. I was like, I don't have time right now. <laughs> I fell in love. Like it, it was a long read, but it was incredible. In the Heights was good. Lin Manuel Miranda is like a genius. So, oh my God, I love him. Everything right. he has to say is amazing. I would read those books. That sounds like fun. It's basically like a breakdown of both the movies and the the plays. Like first, it, it goes into like the origins of how the play was developed. Then it goes into how it's it's you know each uh, piece is written. It's it's very detailed, but so amazing. Yeah, I love stuff. Like you that. learn little Easter eggs. Like I, I realized as I was reading the the book, I realized that the block that they filmed the movie on was two blocks away from where I um, where I used to hang out. That's wild. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That's funny. 
I love that. I love stuff like that. That's fun. Oh my goodness. Oh, I have to go so post the um brand deal thingy. Ooh, exciting. It kind of is. I like sometimes don't like doing them because some places are stricter than others. Yeah. But this place is called Disability Inn, and I'm actually kind of into it. I might apply to their program because it's like this special next generation program, next gen leaders. And it's for yeah. like college students who whatever graduated, not graduated, but college students in employment for like business, finance, STEM, and they have like job coaches and um businesses they're partnered with that will that's cool i'm liking this already (laughs) there's a deadline though i mean i'll send y'all the video but (laughs) it's like there's a deadline i gotta apply actually yeah i can't i haven't taken a college class in like two years i still i'm not done with school but i haven't taken a class in a long time i'm struggling to get back in (laughs) not fun (laughs) I just, I have to reopen. DBS closed my, my student case. They were like, you haven't taken a class in a while. So we're going to close your case as a student, but Aww. you'll have a working case. So if you need something for your job, just let us know. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like I said, as long as you're in school or working, they got your back, man. Also, maybe this would be a clip. Um, Cause I don't know. We're at the end, but I know we were talking about making claims i just remembered this so that's why i'm saying it we were talking about making claims for ada uh violation um if you want to sue for something like that and you're blind the nfb will help you they have lawyers that will be your you know attorney or whatever like they'll they'll help you create a, a lawsuit and you know i mean obviously they can't guarantee that you're gonna win but if you don't have the money for a lawyer and stuff, they will help They'll you support that. you. Right. Yeah. So that's dope. I did not know that. See? Yeah. They will. Crazy. You have to contact them. There's like a part on their website where it's like, I was wrongfully whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'll help you sue somebody. <laughs> they'll yeah. totally help you. Teach one, preach one, each one. <laughs> I love that. I did have uh, the Department of Labor because I, I looked up the same thing, but all I found was that you can go to the Department of Labor if your employer is giving you a hard time and they do some. And then there's the Office of Federal Contract Compliance. And that's another one that that'll help you if it's a, an employer. But education wise, those are, the, those are um, federal programs right, right. the nfb is their own thing so they'll literally just give you a lawyer help you build a case help you sue somebody Ooh, as I long as that. they as long as they feel like you know it's, it's a reasonable it. yeah exactly <laughs> as long as they're like oh no yeah you were definitely this is definitely a problem then they'll help you sue somebody so nice. keep that I, want in mind. Sue, I want to sue florida <laughs> the whole state <laughs> well they made it they made it like a crime to assist people and i, I it stinks so you know like right. my my roommate can get arrested for giving me a ride to cast my ballot that kind of stinks kind of thing oh the, the voters <laughs> stuff all the voters right. yeah that's a whole right. mess i don't even want to get into that that's a whole that's happening yeah. in a lot of southern states uh-huh that's a yeah. whole nightmare so i just want to sue <laughs> We could probably do a civil suit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're in a friggin' blue, the bluest of the blue states. So yeah. Yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's lucky that way. <laughs> anyway, no politics. <laughs> I, like that. I could use a lawyer. I have nothing but time. So that's, a, that's a, something to shoot for. <laughs> thanks for being here bella thanks for having me thank you so much it's Seriously. been a blast I'm, I'm really glad i reached out to you i am too i had so much fun thank you yay yay listen to this podcast while i'm like studying or like i don't even know like just cleaning my house or cleaning at the top of my dorm room so i'm like on it now and i'm like this is yeah so cool <laughs> you have a whole episode now just about <laughs> you so cool. oh my gosh you have, you have two plus episodes by the way <laughs> oh honestly because we recorded for like two hours two hours uh-huh. straight <laughs> that's why i had you do oh the yeah it's thing. like it's like the, <laughs> the second one is going to be like probably right before christmas or right after i don't know so <laughs> might as well get some christmas cheer in there too 
but yeah, you know the live stream is still gonna be up so that's mm -hmm. always great because i remember her uh her viewers were asking like if would i be able to catch it if i missed it yeah you know the live stream will still be up you know i go out later yeah yeah Oh, it's all it's up right now. Cool. Oh, there you go. I ended it about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, the live stream is up. That's true. And I wasn't gonna cut that conversation short at any time. You, you, <laughs> it was a great conversation from beginning to end, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed this.